Hello and welcome again to Colin on Cars, where we talk all sorts of things automotive. Before we get to the main story this week, I just want to join with hundreds of thousands of South Africans in registering my outrage at the barbaric firebombing of trucks on the... It's absolutely horrendous and the police need to do something about it. And if the Minister of Police, Becky Chelly, cannot get it right, he should step aside and find somebody who can. Last issue, we spoke about the South African motor industry being adaptable. We're going to continue with the motor in this week, and South Africa's important built-up vehicle export program is under threat from two major fronts. And that's one of the strong messages that came out of Messe Frankfurt SA's recent hypermobility virtual conference. The conference was fully supported by the National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa, or NAMSA, the Retail Motor Industry Organization, or the RMI, and the South African Motor Body Repairers Association, SAMBRA. The first speaker to highlight the threat to the exports was Neil Hill, Managing Director of Ford Motor Company of Southern Africa, and sub-Saharan Africa, as well as being vice president of NAMSA. Hill said the immediate threat was the second wave of the virus, which had resulted in further lockdowns in several European countries, adding last year's record vehicle exports of 387,125 units to 151 countries in the world, accounted for 64% of South Africa's vehicle production of 632,000 units, and 74% of these exports went to European countries. This is where the first problem lies for South African vehicle exporters. Not only have these countries been hit by the pandemic, but the United Kingdom also faces the tough challenges of Brexit, which will see the UK leave the European Union at the end of December, while there are ongoing shifts in global trade patterns, as well as a move towards regionalisation. Hill said the latest estimate for the future of South Africa's vehicle exports was a drop of almost 40% in 2021 compared to 2019, with forecasts for a full recovery to 2019 levels varying between two and five years. This is a sad picture when one considers automotive exports from South Africa in 2019 were at a new high and 10.2% above the 2018 figure. The automotive industry was the fifth largest exporting sector in the South African economy last year, contributing 6.4% to the nation's GDP. So far, there have been no announcements of specific stimulus packages for the local automotive industry. In fact, Hill said an international survey had shown only six countries had, so far, provided specific help to their motor industries to alleviate some of the effects of COVID-19. The second threat to the local manufacturing industry is the swing to electric vehicles and upcoming bans on the sale of cars and vans with internal combustion engines in many European countries. The United Kingdom, a major destination for our vehicle exports, has just seen the ban on the sale of cars and vans with internal combustion engines brought forward by five years from 2035 to 2030. The ban on petrol-electric hybrids will remain at 2035. This kind of decision could have a huge impact on the South African automotive industry if it is unable to replace 
internal combustion engine vehicles with electric vehicles for the export markets. Mike Mabasa, the CEO of NAMSA, also speaking at the conference, said the roadmap for the future was tied up with the organization's major thrust going forward to ensure the production of electric vehicles came to South Africa so local manufacturers could continue to service their export customers. Mubasa explained that without electric vehicles or EVs, the value of our automotive exports would drop from a figure such as 2019's 201,7 billion rand to only 40,3 billion rand. And the contribution to GDP would fall from 6,9% to 4,6%, while employment would shrink from 110,000 jobs at the manufacturers to only 55,000. The NAMSA CEO stressed a healthy and growing domestic EV market would be required to make local EV manufacture viable. To this end, NAMSA is making a proposal to the government that import duty on vehicles with engines larger than 1 litre be increased to a starting point of 18%, while import duty on EVs after the three-year no-duty period be set at 18% instead of the current 25 In addition, there is a plea to government to exclude the cost of EV battery packs from ad valorem duty, while the manufacturers are also looking for further financial support from the various assistance programs, such as the Automotive Investment Scheme Volume Assembly Localization Allowance and Production Incentive. The outlook for the South African economy is bleak, and a post-COVID-19 recovery will take as long as five years. And by that time, the local economy will be 8% smaller than it was pre-pandemic, according to Jeff Gable the head of fixed income currency research at ABSA Bank. Gable said the economic downturn from which a predicted 3.3% growth in 2020 to a decline of 4.4% was the biggest fall since the Great Depression of the 1930s. He added sub-Saharan Africa was also in dire straits with a switch from 3.5% economic growth for the region to a decline of 3%, and the rate of recovery is not easy to predict, making medium and long-term planning very difficult. The ABSA executive said the South African economy was not in a good situation even before it was hit by the global pandemic, with the economy growing by barely 0.5% in 2019. Reserve Bank interest cuts have given consumers around 50 billion rand in spending power, but there will be far less money in circulation at the end of this year due to the ongoing loss of jobs, very few bonuses being given, as well as low wage increases, if any at all, and the reality that it seems the public service wage bill is to be reined in by Treasury. Gable added although the prime lending rate was at its lowest level since the 1960s, the rates for longer-term loans are much higher, and this is placing huge strain on the government with lower tax collection and huge debts that need to be serviced. A growing share of taxes collected is going to paying interest on loans, which is obviously impacting on government spending in most sectors of the economy. Gable concluded by saying economic environment, both globally and locally, would remain uncertain and volatile until thoroughly tested and proven vaccines are rolled out globally. The recovery that follows will be led by the private sector as the world's governments all have depleted finances. However, there is some good news on the financial front arising from the establishment of the African Continental Free Trade Area, 
or FTA. And Secretary General Wemkeli Meni stressed how imperative it is for an integrated African market to be established, saying Africa had been basically an exporter of raw material and importer of most manufactured goods. Speaking online from Ghana, he said in 2019, seven of the 10 fastest growing economies in the world were in Africa. But this is no longer the case, and the outlook for Africa post-COVID-19 is bleak. Most African countries have poor infrastructures with small markets and a shallow industrial base. This must change, he said. We must accelerate beneficiation programs for our raw materials to add value. Here we must look to government and private partnerships as well as the private sector to lead the changes. He also said the use of American dollars for most trade in Africa was time-consuming and expensive. So a priority for cross-border trade is going to be electronic payments and settlements facilitated by the African Export-Import Bank. The aim is to have a digital cross-border trading operational by the beginning of next year. In addition, digital platforms will be integrated into systems to find markets for products made in Africa by linking seller and buyer. What we will need is strict adherence to customs governance, particularly regarding the rule of origin. We must ensure the system is not used to facilitate the passage of products from a third country through the customs posts, as we know that preventing customs fraud will be a big challenge. Our objective is to increase into Africa by 81% by 2035, he said. This is massive, and it's not the first time local beneficiation has come up. But so far, government has failed to react or put in decent, specific plans to ensure that we reindustrialize the country. However, as they say in South Africa, Burmaka Plan. And I think as we move into next year, things will start to look up. Stay safe out there and you can read all this information on my website at colinoncars.com. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.